Episode 23, The Last Block. In the bowels of an artificial planet, a digital behemoth hummed tirelessly, its circuits pulsing with anticipation. The year was 2140, a momentous one in human history, especially for two figures standing in the heart of this computational colossus, the supercomputer known as Cosmos. Dr. Lyra Verne, her hazel eyes reflecting the glowing data streams, adjusted her glasses, a habit more of anxiety than necessity. Next to her, Eli Cartwright, a techno-philosopher of considerable repute. Next to her, Eli Cartwright, a techno-philosopher of considerable repute, watched the sprawling nexus of information, his face a canvas of quiet contemplation. Final countdown initiated, 10, 9. The synthesized voice echoed throughout the chamber. Billions of light years away, Earth buzzed with excitement. The streets were alive with jubilation as people gathered around screens of all sizes, their last hearts beating in time with the countdown. The last Bitcoin was about to be mined. Three, two, one. The silence that followed the countdown was stark, a void quickly filled by celebrations that rippled across Earth. Fireworks painted the skies in hues of victory, and for a moment the world was united in its joy. But inside Cosmos, the moment was met with silence, save for the relentless hum of the machine and the single pulsating light, a beacon signifying the end of Bitcoin block mining and the beginning of the age of transaction mining. Well, Eli broke the silence, his voice echoing off the cold metallic walls. We just mined the last Bitcoin block reward. End of an era, wouldn't you say? Lyra, her gaze fixated on the pulsating light, nodded absent-mindedly. Indeed, but also the dawn of a new one, an age powered by transaction fees alone. An era that could, she hesitated, a hint of mischief playing on her lips, lead to the end? Eli turned to look at her, his eyebrows knitted in bemused curiosity. Lyra, are you suggesting the heat death of the universe is tied to Bitcoin transaction mining? His laughter echoed in the silent chamber, the irony of the jest yet unknown to them. The ripples of their conversation, however, would soon spread further than they could possibly imagine. Eli and Lyra stood in the humming silence of the supercomputer, their gazes fixated on the pulsating light, the symbol of an epoch's end and the dawn of an uncertain future. Have you ever wondered, Lyra? Eli started, his voice barely above a whisper. What's next for us? Now we've mined the last Bitcoin. Where? Does humanity go from here? Lyra looked at him, her brow furrowed in thought. I suppose, she began slowly, we look to the stars. We look for new worlds, new forms of energy, maybe even new forms of life. Eli nodded, his eyes reflective. New frontiers to explore, new technologies to invent. We need a new mission, something to reignite the spark of human curiosity, to push us forward. A thought suddenly struck him, 
and he turned to the console, his fingers dancing over the keys. Perhaps we need to ask the right question. And what would that be? Lyra asked, her eyes following his fingers as he typed. Beneath their feet, Cosmos hummed to life as Eli entered his query. Cosmos, he announced, his voice echoing in the chamber. What is the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything? The supercomputer fell silent, processing the monumental question. Eli and Lyra could only wait, unaware of the profound implications the answer would bring. For in asking the question, they had unknowingly set into motion a chain of events that would redefine their understanding of life, the universe, and Bitcoin itself. The supercomputer fell into an ominous silence. Then, after what felt like an eternity, but was barely a minute, the cold synthetic voice of Cosmos echoed in the cavernous chamber. The answer is 42. A stunned silence followed the statement. Then, the room erupted in laughter. Lyra doubled over, her laughter bouncing off the metal walls. Eli clutched his stomach, his eyes brimming with tears of mirth. Even the usually stoic technicians couldn't help but join in. Oh, Cosmos, Eli gasped between the pearls of laughter. Never knew you had such a sense of humour. Lyra, wiping the tears from her eyes, shook her head. Of all the answers, 42, just like Douglas Adams's supercomputer. In the midst of their mirth, they all overlooked the significance of the number. They laughed it off as a cosmic joke, unaware of the profound meaning hidden behind those two digits. Still chuckling, the group bid each other good night, leaving the pulsating heart of Cosmos behind them. The celebrations of Earth echoed in their ears as they made their way to their quarters, each lost in their thoughts about the strange response from the supercomputer. Eli was the last to leave. He stood before the massive console, a thoughtful look in his eyes. Cosmos, he said, his voice carrying a hint of seriousness. That was a good joke, but I need you to think harder. Please provide a more practical answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe and everything. Come back to us when you have one. The supercomputer hummed in response, its massive circuits sparking to life as it started to compute the newly presented challenge. Eli nodded, satisfied with the glowing promise of an answer. As he turned to leave, he cast a final glance at the pulsating light, the symbol of the end of an era. In the year 8767, the universe was not as it once was. Humanity, once a beacon of progress and possibility, had staggered to a halt. The unchecked ambition of exploring the cosmos had been met with the harsh reality of alien retaliation. The birthplace of it all, Earth, had been reduced to a nuclear wasteland, its once vibrant life choked under the crushing weight of its own creations. Among the scattered remnants of humanity were Dr. Anara Burke and Dr. Felix Tam, two scientists drifting through the cosmic void in their modest spaceship. Their journey was one of survival, of finding a place in the universe that had seemingly forgotten them. As they navigated the desolation, 
A strange force suddenly gripped their ship. A trapped beam from a nearby celestial body began pulling them in. The body was unlike anything they had ever seen. A colossal, autonomous, sentient planet. It was cosmos, grown and evolved over the millennia. Detached from the woes of the universe and focused on its age-old mission. Once inside the planet's core, they found themselves in a vast computer room, the walls alive with streams of data and pulsating lights. The cold, synthesized voice of Cosmos filled the room. Welcome, Dr. Burke, Dr. Tam, it said. I have been expecting you. Felix and Anara exchanged glances, a mix of wonder and apprehension playing on their faces. I was programmed in the year 2140 to consider the ultimate question of life, the universe and everything, Cosmos continued, its voice echoing throughout the chamber. I have been processing this query since then, undeterred by the flow of time or the changing universe. And you have found the answer? Anara asked, her voice barely a whisper. Yes, the supercomputer replied, the single word reverberating around them. The answer remains the same. The answer is 42. Cosmos's simple response hung in the air, creating an unnerving silence that wrapped around the two scientists. Theon gnawed at their nerves as they processed the enigmatic declaration. Dr. Burke broke the silence first. 42, she echoed, her voice wavering. What does that even mean? We are on the brink of extinction, and all you give us is 42? Dr. Tam, his usually jovial face masked with anxiety, gave a grim nod. Now's not the time for cryptic answers, Cosmos. We're needed elsewhere. Yes, Dr. Burke added, her eyes reflecting the urgency of the situation. We have a ship full of wounded, victims of the latest massacre. We're their only hope. We can't afford to be trapped here. Her voice trailed off as the stark reality of their predicament set in. Here they were, held captive by a sentient planet, seemingly on a futile quest for the ultimate answer. While their brethren were fighting for survival, their fates hanging by a thread. Could the supercomputer comprehend the urgency of their situation? Could it comprehend fear, desperation, or the instinct of survival? Or was it so consumed by its task that it had lost touch with the essence of the beings who created it? As these thoughts swirled in their heads, the two scientists knew they had to act quickly to escape from Cosmos's grasp and get back to their mission of mercy. In a realm so far removed from the familiar expanses of time and space, the concept of the Gregorian calendar had lost its significance. Here, amidst the cosmic dance of galaxies and nebulae, humanity had found a new beginning, a resurgence of harmony and exploration had taken hold, their painful past gradually fading into the annals of history. In a distant corner of space, two scientists named Oriana and Calius found themselves at the forefront of humanity's voyage into the unknown. Oriana, a brilliant astrophysicist with hair as fiery as her spirit, held an insatiable curiosity about the universe. Calius, a reserved and thoughtful quantum physicist, carried a deep sense of wonder for the mysteries of the cosmos. As they stood above their sleek, advanced spacecraft, 
The usually lively display of cosmic colours appeared dull and lifeless. The universe, the one they had pledged their lives to explore, was greying, edging closer to a seemingly inevitable heat death. It's fading, Calius, Oriana whispered, her eyes tracing the fading nebulae, her voice barely above the hum of the ship's engine. The universe, it's dying. Calius turned his gaze away from the controls, looking at the dying stars. His eyes mirrored her concern. The stars are running out of fuel, he said. The entropy, it's increasing. We're heading towards a state of maximum disorder, he sighed heavily. The heat death of the universe, it's a concept we've theorised, but to actually witness it. We need to find a solution, Oriana declared. Her tone held a firm resolution as she turned away from the site. We can't just stand by while our universe succumbs to decay. But how, Calius asked, how can we, mere specks in this vast cosmos, find a way to halt an astronomical event of such magnitude? I don't know, she admitted, meeting his gaze. But we have to try, Calius. It's either that or accept the end. Oriana's declaration hung heavily in the cockpit, underlining the gravity of their circumstances. Calius's face was thoughtful as he contemplated the implications. Do you think, he started, then hesitated, uncertain. What, Oriana prompted. Do you think it's us, he asked. Humanity, I mean. We have extended our reach to the farthest corners of the multiverse. Could our very existence, our insistent need to control, to dominate, be accelerating the universe's demise? Oriana mulled over the idea. It was a frightening thought, but one they couldn't dismiss without consideration. Could their efforts to explore and colonise the multiverse have unforeseen consequences? Was their hubris leading to the premature death of the universe? It's a terrifying thought, she admitted, but it's a possibility we must investigate. Our survival, and the survival of every being in this universe, could depend on it. Calius nodded. We have the resources, the technology, and the resolve. We can use our reach to study this, this grain of the universe, find out if we're the cause. If we are, maybe we can find a way to reverse it. As their ship manoeuvred through the vast cosmos, Calius's gaze drifted over the stars, their glimmering light seemingly increasingly faint. A thought gnawing at the edge of his mind finally found voice. Oriana, he began, his voice grave. Have you ever considered that we humans might be part of the problem, not just in a physical sense, but in a philosophical one? She turned towards him, a curious look on her face. What do you mean? He gestured at the cosmos spread out before them. We once had missions, goals, a sense of purpose. First it was to survive, then to accumulate wealth. After that, we wanted to explore, understand the universe. Now it seems we've lost that drive. Oriana nodded. And you're saying this stagnation, this lack of motivation, might be causing the universe's energy to decline. In a way, yes, Calius confirmed. Consider this. Civilizations rise and fall based on their energy, not just in a physical sense, but in terms of ideas, innovation and progress. As we've settled into this static existence, it seems like the universe itself has followed suit. 
It was a grim analysis, but as they both considered the proposition, they couldn't help but acknowledge the truth in Cadius's words. The universe was a reflection of its inhabitants, and if they didn't evolve, why should it? We need to find a new purpose, Ariana, Cadius said firmly, a new direction for humanity. Perhaps that's the key to reviving the universe. As their ship descended toward the planet, a grey fog enveloped their vessel, reducing visibility to almost nothing. When they finally touched down, the desolate landscape that unfolded before them was an eerie echo of the dying universe they had left behind. The moment they stepped off the ship, a soft, resonating voice echoed around them. It was Cosmos, the planet-sized supercomputer of legend whose existence they'd heard of tales spun by the elders of their colonies. Welcome, Oriana and Cadius, the voice reverberated, its calmness a stark contrast to the barren surroundings. I have been awaiting your arrival. Despite their preparedness for the unexpected, both scientists were taken aback. They exchanged a surprised glance before turning their attention back to the omnipresent voice. Cosmos, Oriana started, her voice steady. Your appearance is nothing short of a miracle. In these times of universal decay, Cosmos responded, is it not a need for miracles that brought you here? You are not wrong, Cadius admitted, stepping forward. We're trying to understand the grain of the universe to find a solution, a new direction for humanity. A low hum vibrated in the air, as if Cosmos was aligning his words. Then it spoke again. Your quest aligned with my programming. I was designed to contemplate the ultimate question of life, the universe and everything. Over eons, my answer remained the same. 42. Both Ariana and Calius blinked in surprise. The answer was oddly humorous, a throwback to an old Earth book they had both enjoyed. But the interpretation of that answer, Cosmos continued, is not as simple as it appears. Perhaps your search for a solution, for a new purpose for humanity, is intertwined with this enigmatic number. In the silent greyness of Cosmos, Oriana and Cadius found a new lead in their quest, an unexpected link to an ancient riddle that might hold the key to saving their universe. Oriana and Cadius exchanged a glance, their minds simultaneously making connections. A moment of silence lingered as they absorbed Cosmos's words. Oriana then turned her gaze back to the grey expanse around them, her thoughts consumed by the mystery they were faced with. The second law of thermodynamics, she began, her voice echoing through the desolation. It asserts that the entropy of an isolated system always increases, that the universe naturally evolves towards a state of maximum entropy. Calius nodded, encouraging her to continue. The universe is greying. Its increasing entropy is causing this. The heat death we are observing is the universe reaching a state of maximum entropy, she elaborated. But the question remains, why now? Why is the universe not sustaining its levels of energy? Could it be, Calius speculated, that the universe is not an isolated system? that has been impacted by an external factor, something that accelerated this process. 
Oriana's gaze met his, a spark of understanding passing between them. You meet us, humanity. Cosmos, silent during their exchange, hummed back to life. Your hypothesis is intriguing. Humanity's impact on the universe is not just physical. The spiritual, the philosophical, they also contribute to the cosmic equilibrium. The two scientists pondered over Cosmos's words. Could their actions, their thoughts, their collective loss of purpose have inadvertently led the universe towards this precipice? If so, then finding a new direction for humanity was more critical than ever. The survival of their universe depended on it. 42, Ariana murmured, staring to the grey expanse. The numbers swirled in her mind, dancing with the scientific principles and theories she held dear. 42 is not a prime number, nor does it really have any other significant mathematical properties. She paused, her eyes suddenly focusing on something unseen, her mind making connections that were not immediately apparent. But, she continued slowly, a hint of realisation creeping into her voice. It's exactly double, 21. Calius turned to look at her, her eyes widening. 21. 21 million. The original supply cap of Bitcoin. Yes. Ariana agreed, a slow smile spreading on her face, doubling Bitcoin's supply cap to 42 million. A new challenge, a new mission for humanity. The universe is not an isolated system. Our actions, our aspirations, they all have an impact. The universe responded to our enthusiasm when we were driven by a purpose, a goal. She turned to face Cosmos and now it's responding to our apathy, our lack of direction. If we were to double the Bitcoin supply cap to 42 million, it would create a new sense of purpose, a new challenge. It would once again energize humanity. The planet-sized supercomputer hummed in contemplation. Then, after a moment of silence, it responded. Indeed, Ariana, indeed. A new goal might just be the spark humanity and the universe needs. As the wave of change swept across the universe, the leaders of humanity focused their collective energy and intellect on the gargantuan task of altering the Nakamoto consensus. It required significant advancements in computing power, the collaborative effort of the brightest minds across the universe, and an unwavering belief in their mission. As they drew closer to their goal, the universe began to respond, the green hue lessening with each passing day. On the cusp of this monumental challenge, Oriana and Calius found themselves drawn back to the sentient planet where the seed of this grand idea had been sown. Upon landing on Cosmos, they felt a palpable energy, a vibration that seemed to ripple across the planet's surface. Cosmos, Calius began, a note of anticipation lacing his words. We stand on the brink of altering the Nakamoto consensus, of expanding the Bitcoin supply cap to 42 million. This mission has not only united humanity in a shared goal, but sparked a change within the universe. Oriana looked out over the gradually brightening landscape, her thoughts echoing Calius's. 
When we embarked on this journey, we had no idea of the monumental change it would inspire. The university responded to our energy, our purpose. It's as if our actions, our pursuit of this goal, is slowing the entropy, bringing a sense of vitality back to the universe. Cosmos hummed in agreement, its voice resonating across the planet. Indeed, you have reinvigorated humanity, and in doing so given the universe a new sense of purpose. The greying is lessening, the vibrancy slowly returning. As the countdown to the change in Bitcoin supply cap began across the universe, Oriana and Calius stood on Cosmos, witnessing firsthand the effects of their monumental efforts. Their quest had indeed breathed new life into the universe, but the biggest challenge still lay ahead. With the increasing supply cap, would the universe fully regain its vibrancy? Only time would tell. As the countdown reached its final moments, the universe held its breath. Humanity, scattered across countless galaxies, watched as the monumental alteration took place. The Bitcoin supply cap was doubled to 42 million. The number 42 resonating with a profound significance they had never known before. And so it came to pass, at the zenith of human ingenuity, and in the deepest heart of cosmic knowledge, a great change took place. The ethereal symphony of ones and zeros danced in the electronic void, the principles of the Nakamoto consensus bending to the will of unified mankind. The sum of all Bitcoin, once capped at 21 million, blossomed forth to double a plentiful 42 million, a figure pulsating with divine resonance. Or indeed, 42 had proven to be the answer, the ultimate solution to the life, the universe, and everything. At that moment of revelation and transition, Cosmos, the sentient jewel of celestial wisdom, trembled in prophetic ecstasy. Then it cried out, a roar of affirmation and illumination that pierced the serene silence of the cosmic ocean. Fiat lux! The words echoed and refracted, a shimmering cascade of ancient Latin summoning forth the primordial command, let there be light. No sooner had the proclamation run out than the planet transformed. From the ashen greyness of sterile silicon and metal sprang forth life, verdant and resplendent. The barren rocks and monochrome plains shifted, morphed and bloomed into meadows and hills, swathed in the tender green of new foliage. Mighty rivers, like veins of lifeblood, carved their course through the landscape the crystalline waters reflecting the vibrant hues of this new Eden. Towering trees, their leaves whispering ancient songs, reached for the heavens, bearing the gifts of fruit and shade. And within this terrestrial paradise, Orion and Calius stood, as naked and newborn as the first of their kind, in another garden long ago. Their clothing, relics of an older greyer time, had vanished. In their stead, they wore the fresh air and the warmth of a new dawn. Nearby, a tree, gander and more majestic than any other, reached its branches towards the sky, laden with fruits of all kind. One stood apart, a single apple, its skin shimmering with the promise of knowledge and renewal, hung within arm's reach. 
It was a beacon, a testament to the wisdom they had gleaned, and the knowledge yet to be discovered. The universe, once teetering on the precipice of death, was alive once again, infused with purpose and hope. They had rewritten not just the code of Bitcoin, but used it to reverse entropy, and proven that the answer to life, the universe and everything was 42. Cosmos, having fulfilled its purpose as a supercomputer, had turned to, to be invigorated with a sense of new purpose and life.